episode of the SOS show India's premier podcast on mental health I am Suchita and today I am in conversation with the founder of Neuroleap Kumar Bagrodia Neuroleap is India's leading applied neuroscience company leveraging advanced technology for a drug-free non-invasive no adverse side effects approach for enhancement of brain functions They have successfully helped several clients with anxiety, depression, migraine, ADHD, ADD, dyslexia and other forms of mental health issues. We are on the point of talking about investing in your mental health and how Neuroleap can help us do that. Hi Kumar, welcome to the SOS show. Thank you for joining in. And uh I'm going to start this conversation trying to understand the neuro leap which actually got me really excited what is this about Thank you for inviting me Suchita uh, happy to be here well uh, you know neuro leap is india's leading applied neuroscience company mm-hmm. we are using technology to understand and enhance the brain uh, it sounds a little bit like science fiction but i can assure you there's a lot of science there and no fiction um <laughs> So essentially we use brain computer interface technology mm-hmm. which is hardware software sensors a bunch of algorithms which mm-hmm. connect your brain in our case non invasively to a mm-hmm. computer mm-hmm. and uh, when i say non invasive i also yes. mean that uh, there is no electric current no biopulse no magnetic waves no ultrasound mm-hmm. nothing uh going through the lovely soft tissue of your brain mm-hmm. um pci so, only acquires mm-hmm. your brain waves it only reads what's happening inside the brain so it's absolutely like safe like a lot of people must be getting worried what is bci it sounds like a sort of a heavy term right so like i said bci is a very uh, broad term you could mm-hmm. have uh, you could have invasive things in bci Mm-hmm. uh where chips are inserted inside the brain mm-hmm. or you could be doing um you know uh, electric impulses or you could be doing um you know magnetic uh, sort of waves through the brain mm-hmm. we don't do any of those and as you rightly said it's completely safe uh, you know there is zero zero chance of uh, any harm ever being done to the client in this Mm-hmm. so if i want to sort of understand what is the state of my brain at this moment do you think i can just walk in uh in any of your centers in mumbai or delhi and figure it out yes absolutely mm-hmm. and and that is one of our uh sort of more sought after services mm-hmm. um l- let me take a step back you know yes. today let's say someone such as yourself you're yeah. you're an evolved person who understands the importance of having a healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. you're broadly eating right you're broadly doing some amount of exercise physical activity mm-hmm. so on and so forth mm-hmm. so for all such people who are disciplined who are achievers on one mm-hmm. hand mm-hmm. Uh, what is the next frontier mm-hmm. to self improvement or higher achievement mm-hmm. it is the brain and the mind Right. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand you have uh, people who will have a disorder. So mm-hmm. they might be they might be suffering from migraine mm-hmm. or um, you know depression or mm-hmm. attention deficit or anxiety mm-hmm. or have sleep issues so on mm-hmm. and so forth. Mm-hmm. Currently they are unable to get a detailed understanding. Both these groups are not able to get an in-depth understanding of how their brain is functioning. So mm-hmm. when you go and answer 150 or 200 psychometric tests mm-hmm. it is the the transient mind which is responding to those questions so let's say you know a question which is geared towards understanding how is your mood right mm-hmm. are you in a happy or sad state mm-hmm. you're going to be talking about you know what your mind filters through right mm-hmm. so some part of the human mind says this is what the answer should be and let me answer accordingly mm-hmm. some part of it is afraid to say the truth and mm-hmm. some part of it or in some cases you're you're unaware of what really is happening in your mind you're unaware of you know your anger issue you're unaware of your anxiety issue right mm-hmm. uh, or you're living in denial mm-hmm. so in all such cases the output which you're getting or you're mm-hmm. providing Mm-hmm. is not really the correct representation of your 
mental health or mental state. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just as today, if you have to figure out whether somebody has got, let's say, dengue or malaria, mm-hmm. or somebody wants to check if the swelling on the foot is it a fracture or not, mm-hmm. there is technology available to do an X-ray, or there is technology available to do a, you know, a, a, a path lab sort of test. There is mm-hmm. technology to. Uh, you know, uh, a detailed understanding of the abdomen or the chest or the heart or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why is it that when it comes to our mental health or like you said, the state of your brain or your mind, mm-hmm. we are still resorting to what the client himself or herself feels only. Mm-hmm. That is that is an important component, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you go to a doctor and you say, you know, the doctor wants to know from you, you know, are you having pain or is it chronic or... You know, do you feel feverish or whatever it is? Mm. But there has to be some way for the biology to say what's going on, mm. right? Without Absolutely. you verbalizing. Absolutely. And that's mm. and the the product or the question you had is really our product, first product called the NeuroLeap Brain Function Assessment, mm-hmm. where we uh, pretty much people can just walk in. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they need to schedule an appointment in advance because mm-hmm. there are certain certain do's and don'ts, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. so just as if you want to test your blood sugar, there will be mm-hmm. some amount of fasting required, etc. Yeah. In our case, we will tell you to ensure that there is no alcohol consumption a certain number of hours before. There is no caffeine consumption because some of these substances alter the state of your brain for a fact. Mm-hmm. Right? And we will you know, tell you to sort of shampoo your hair, make sure your scalp is clean, because mm-hmm. when you come in for the assessment, we place uh, a bunch of sensors on your scalp. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, repeating myself, just for everyone's understanding, that there mm-hmm. is no piercing of the scalp in any way. Those mm-hmm. sensors don't scratch you. They don't do anything. They're just mm-hmm. pressing on your scalp and mm-hmm. they are recording your brainwave activity. And what's the and duration? We, come on. Yeah, so this takes about half an hour. Okay, a 30-minute duration. Yeah. Okay. So in about 30 minutes, we take, you know, a huge amount of data from your brain. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I can already guess what your next question is. That <laughs> what, is this, that what is this data? Because everyone asks me that, oh, you know, will you know my secrets? Will you know my passwords? Will you know my memories? Mm-hmm. And absolutely not. So, so that technology doesn't exist currently where we can read your... Uh, memory or your passwords or your secrets just by uh, non-invasive brainwave acquisition. No, we cannot do that. So, Kumar, 30 minutes and you guys get all the data of a specific human mind. What happens after that? Yeah. So, let me just correct you there. Uh, yeah. It's not the human mind. We get the mm. data of the brain, brain. Okay, the yes. physical organ. Yes. And, and and actually, at this point, I should also and what make a distinction. Between, yeah. <laughs> between the brain and the mind. Yeah. Exactly. Great question. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, the the mind really is a manifestation hmm. of your experiences, your thoughts, your learning, the hmm. circumstances, hmm. and the brain is the physical um, sort of organ which is most closely related to associated with your thoughts your feelings your emotions your cognitive abilities mm-hmm. so the mind is really like you know for lack of a better analogy the mind is mm-hmm. like the software mm-hmm. and the brain's the hardware mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. what we have to realize is that we can keep upgrading the software let's mm-hmm. say you've got a uh, you've got a android phone or whatever yeah. You can keep upgrading the latest patches, the latest versions on that existing phone hardware only up to a certain level. After that, mm-hmm. you have to have better hardware, right? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. same thing with the mind and the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to have a healthy mind, if you want to have a sharp mind, if you want to feel happy, um, content, if you want to be having good concentration, attention, Mm-hmm. Some amount of it you can do by, you know, meditation, mindfulness, etc., yes. which is going through the mind onto the brain. Mm. And other stuff you need to be able to have a really strong brain, a healthy brain. Mm-hmm. I mean, come to think of it, you yeah. know, as we grow older and older, and I don't mm. mean 
you know, going into old age, but even just going from the age of 15 to the age of, let's say, 30 or 45, mm. our cells are depleting and deteriorating, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our skin is not the same b- between the age of 15 to, let's say, 45 or 50 or 60. Mm. Our hair is not the same, mm. right? Hmm. So why would the brain be any different? The brain is made up of cells, just as every other organ, every other part of our body, hmm. and have to take care of it. Hmm. Uh, a lot of that, you know, good care is with sleep, you know, good lifestyle, good diet, exercise, good thoughts, etc. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But after that, hmm. you need to have, you know, technology come to your aid. Right. Mm-hmm. So just as mm-hmm. today we are using technology for different parts of our body, mm. different parts of our, let's say, lifestyle needs, whether it's entertainment, whether it's sport, uh, whether it's work, mm. we cannot wish technology away uh, for our brain. Mm. Right. Um, so, so, yes, so, you know, fundamental difference between the brain and the mind. The mind is mm. transient. It's fickle. It keeps changing. You know, the brain is far more set. Mm. It does change, but it requires an impetus to do that. Mm. And that is called neuroplasticity, the ability Mm -hmm. of the brain to change. And I'll come back to that uh, a little later. But to answer Mm. your uh, question, so we've got about uh, half an hour of data. from, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the next 24 hours, we are able to, uh, you know, do an analysis of that data Mm. through the uh, software on which parts of the brain are deviant from normal. So, mm-hmm. you know, neuroscientists have mapped out major sort of information highways, if I can call it, in the brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can have neural networks for attention, memory, concentration, focus, um, anxiety, mood, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even addiction and obsession, mm. or uh, your learning ability, or Mm. your salience, Mm. several others I could go on and on. Mm. And we are able to see that how this person's brain is performing on several of these parameters. Mm. And we present a very detailed uh, data-driven statistical analysis. Mm -hmm. There is no um, sort of hanky-panky around saying, Mm. this is what the client himself or herself feels. You know, nothing of that sort. So mm. just as um, just as you would get uh, data from your heart mm. and it can't lie, mm-hmm. right? So yes. you're getting data from the brain. Mm. Right? Sure. And Kumar, uh, just coming uh, to another question, which actually, uh, you know, I wanted to ask in continuum was who does the brain mapping here? Are there specified sort of, as we call them, doctors or are there any other specified, you know, people trained to do it? Yeah. So, you know, this doesn't require uh, a doctor or a medical professional Mm. at all Mm -hmm. Uh, for the simple reason, A, uh, this is not taught in med school. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this this is uh, quite uh, the opposite of the belief Mm. that uh, if you have to heal yourself, you have to ingest yourself Mm. with uh, harmful chemicals, Mm. right? Sure. which are pharmaceutical drugs, hmm. or you have to get surgery done, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, today, what is 95% of the so-called treatment mm. that one does when you go to a hospital? It's either medication or surgery, right? Yes. And then there's yes. everything else, which is the remaining 5%, right? Yes, yes. And uh, we don't fall into either of those, mm-hmm. right? Mm. And neither in our analysis or assessment Mm. Are we doing anything which is <clears throat> invading, uh, sorry, uh, which is invading the sort of um, physiology in any way, mm. as I mentioned earlier? Mm. So this doesn't require medical professionals. This mm-hmm. requires people to be uh, trained on using the technology, which mm. we have uh, trained people to do so. Mm. And, um, and, and a lot of the analysis is data-driven, software-driven, algorithmic-driven. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So yeah. because there's so much of data that we are capturing, it's not possible to just do a human eye analysis and yes. read up on it. Yeah, It's mm-hmm. no longer possible to do that. Absolutely. But um, the report which is generated, just to close mm-hmm. the loop, so when yeah. you do the assessment, the, the report which is generated is about a minimum of 25 pages. 
mm-hmm. filled with data charts and graphs. Mm-hmm. And uh, on understanding that report, we are pretty much able to tell uh, a client whether he or she has an issue with anxiety or attention mm-hmm. or mood mm-hmm. or uh, addiction or obsessiveness yeah. or, um, you know, learning disabilities Mm. or there's probably been a traumatic brain injury Mm. or a PTSD situation. You Mm. know, so most of those can be said. In fact, we we can also look at uh, things around the autonomous nervous system, you Mm. know, whether there's an issue there, you know, chronic pain or, Mm. you know, skin disorders or, Mm. you know, things like that. Mm. And um, this insight, so Mm. once people have done the test and the report is ready, we do a one-on-one consultation, which is very in-depth with the mm-hmm. client, where mm-hmm. we are able to discuss all of this with them mm-hmm. and get their understanding of, you know, where they are in terms mm-hmm. of the symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we have found, Sujita, is the fact that people realize mm-hmm. that this is something which is an organ of their body is doing, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's anxiety or whether it is mood swings or mm-hmm. lack of attention mm-hmm. or addiction. Mm. is because of a, a you know organ in the body mm. and make it tangible make it physical and give a number to it mm-hmm. it is such a relief for people and mm-hmm. it is a it is a sort of a growing moment because mm. then they are able to say okay you know um, just as i have let's say a problem in my leg at some point in time and mm. i don't need to get bogged down by it i will just mm. go and do the right things to take care of it or if it mm. is my heart, or if it is a stomach pain, or mm. whatever it is. Mm. So same way, the brain is my organ, mm. and uh, I am seeing th- there are some dysregulations in the brain, and mm. now let me take steps to correct it. Mm. That is a phenomenal realization. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Kumar, uh, just going a bit in depth into it, people you know, suffer from anxiety, you know, uh, disorders or depression or any form of addiction. And you guys generate the data and of course, consult with them. And as you just mentioned, this is medication free. So how do they get over it? So, you know, once we've done the assessment and we present it to the client saying, let's say, let's say the client is a 14, 15 year old, and we've had several of those instances where they have uh, a problem with attention. Hmm. Now, one point to note is nowhere in our communication, whether verbally or in our report, do we conform to the pharmacological uh, bracketing of an individual by saying, oh, you have depression, or you are bipolar, or you've got ADHD, or you've got dyslexia. No, we don't use any of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's very simple that there is a network in your brain, which is or a bunch of areas which are responsible for attention. And that is not behaving normally currently, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's the straightforward, simple communication. Mm-hmm. And to which the client will, there'll be one of several responses. So either the client is already aware and they'll say, yes, I have mm-hmm. a problem with attention. Mm-hmm. Or the client will say, oh, you know, I, I haven't noticed it. You know, mm-hmm. he's unaware. Mm-hmm. Or they will be, you know, in denial, right? Mm-hmm. So in either of those cases, we will sort of make sure that the discussion is a positive one with mm-hmm. the client, with the parents, in case it's a child or the spouse or whoever else within the family, to make sure we are all on the same page that this is the area of the brainwave functioning or the brain functioning, uh, which needs to be improved. And mm-hmm. for example, let's say we've agreed that it's attention which needs to be improved, mm-hmm. that we will be creating a customized protocol, a mm-hmm. customized uh, sort of, uh, to put it loosely, settings Mm. within the software and algorithms Mm. where um, once the client comes in again and again to our clinic in Mm. in Bombay or Delhi, Mm. he'll be wearing the same sensors which were used Mm. for doing the assessment. Mm -hmm. But now what's going to happen is instead of simply recording that half an hour of uh, brain activity, Mm. we are going to be giving the computer a certain set of protocols to say, if the network responsible for lack of attention or weaker attention is behaving in a certain way Hmm. for the next quarter second, Hmm. then please reward the brain. Hmm. And I'm going to repeat myself. If the software and hardware senses 
mm. that the specific networks which are responsible for inattention mm. are behaving at a certain benchmark level, mm. then the computer will reward the client. Mm. And what is that reward? The client is looking at a television screen in front of him mm. and he will be shown a light and the sound will be played. Mm-hmm. And we would tell the client in advance that if you see this happening, if you see the light come on again and again, if you hear the sound again and again, means your brain is performing better. It's performing better compared mm-hmm. to the previous second, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and why we are doing it at a quarter second, so four times in a second, mm-hmm. is because up till a quarter second, Mm-hmm. the brain wave is still part of your subconscious it's mm-hmm. not yet uh, moved on to being part of conscious thinking mm-hmm. right wow our, mm-hmm. our entire approach is to strengthen the subconscious activity awesome mm-hmm. and there's a reason for it now mm-hmm. uh, let me give you an example mm-hmm. you know have you uh, i'm sure you would know people who are let's say chain smokers yes right mm. and all of them pretty much would be literate highly educated many of them are you know lawyers chartered accountants big businessmen mm-hmm. um some actually even medical doctors who smoke mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so is it that they are not aware that it's harming them they mm-hmm. are aware mm-hmm. right they mm-hmm. see the uh, now the ghastly images on the cigarette packs themselves or the advertisements in on television or in cinema mm-hmm. hall mm-hmm. you know it's everywhere that you should yeah. not be smoking mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. not a lack of awareness it's not mm-hmm. a lack of psych- of the psyche not working mm-hmm. the problem is that the brain wave networks which are responsible for things like willpower self control self discipline and addiction or obsession mm-hmm. these several areas are dysregulated so mm-hmm. they don't allow the mind and the brain to sync up properly and make use of each other in the most optimal manner mm. so the mm. mind knows it's not good for me mm. but it's not able to get that action out of the brain yes or sure. you could think of it conversely and say that you know the brain is not able to strengthen the mind yes that instance, yes right? yeah yeah so then what needs to be strengthened Mm. not the not the conscious thinking awesome, the conscious yeah. thinking knows it's not good absolutely for yeah so you're basically working in the subconscious level yeah. you know you're altering uh, through brain wave network you're altering at the subconscious level which is then getting manifested in the conscious level so uh, again just one correction mm. yeah. we are not altering okay. we are allowing the client's brain to alter itself hmm so all we are doing is that mm. in the half an hour session and there will be several mm. sessions but yes. in each half an hour session mm. we are simply acquiring the brain wave mm. doing the calculation mm. on the benchmark mm. and giving the reward and mm. it's a continuous loop so the client keeps seeing that i'm being rewarded not mm. rewarded rewarded not rewarded so every second quarter second it'll keep changing mm. right absolutely from there on it is just a, a question of managing the data so uh, again a very basic analogy so mm. if you go to the gym on the first day you mm. won't do like a a, a 50 pound dumbbell right mm. you probably mm. do a 5 or 10 pound dumbbell mm. after a few months you progress mm. to you know 20 pounds or 30 mm. or 40 whatever mm. it is you know over the mm. next few mm. years mm. because you're ensuring that the resilience and strength is built up over a period of time right yes yes with the brain it is far more complex it requires mm. years and years of conscious effort and practice right mm. Mm. but here since we are doing the subconscious and since we have access to amazing technology now mm. all we need to do is every time you come we raise the benchmark mm. within the protocol we raise the benchmark that mm. means we make it slightly more difficult for your subconscious mm. to achieve that reward mm. wow So it's like pretty much detailed and thought over. And how many sessions does a person need to take? So you know, um, it varies very widely, mm-hmm. but at a bare minimum, twenty to thirty sessions are required, mm-hmm. right? 
Uh, mm-hmm. The reason is that uh, you might start seeing changes in the first five sessions itself or mm-hmm. 10 itself. Mm-hmm. We have some people who fortunately will see uh, a change in two or three sessions. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you stop in less than 20 or 30, mm-hmm. then the chance of your brain regressing back in its earlier state mm-hmm. is high, right? Sure. So because we haven't given it enough practice in that in that level of uh, brainwave generation or frequency generation. Right? Mm. So mm. it needs to be given that amount of practice, so mm. which is why 20 to 30 sessions is a bare yes. minimum. Yeah. But it can go upwards very high depending upon several issues like how old is the problem that the client is facing since how many years, mm. what is the age of the client, which means, yeah. you know, how many new neurons are being generated you know mm. once you're in adulthood is very difficult to have neurogenesis you know what is the overall physical health um, and what is the kind of problem so sometimes for example if it is you know we've helped people quit smoking or quit uh, drugs right mm-hmm. and that takes far longer than let's say attention or sleep mm. because there the brain is pretty much you know captured by the intake of that drug or chemical whatever it is mm, absolutely so it really depends on the kind of problem and it's very sort of individual mm. and kumar what happens when you you know we've spoken about anxieties and mood and adhd and addiction uh, but what happens when you have a severe mental health issue for example if you are bipolar or if you have schizophrenia sure. um how do you guys deal with that exactly the same way mm. uh, so the client experience for any of the disorders or mm. whether it is for enhancement so yeah. a lot of our clients are coming just for enhancement they don't have a mm. problem right yeah. Yeah. but the client experience what the client sees or feels or hears is exactly the same mm. the the difference will be in the kind of customization we will do in the protocol setting so okay. in the assessment once we see that the mood network is dysregulated Mm. and symptomatically we are seeing that there is anxiety along with it etc mm. and we'll be able to say okay you know this seems a little uh, like swings or whether you call it bipolarity etc yeah. and uh, you know provide the protocols accordingly mm. um we don't have to like i said go by uh, a pharmacological labeling Yeah. yeah this is specifically only bipolarity or you know so sure. yeah whatever it is sure uh, yeah now having said that there yeah. are two two conditions that uh, we haven't been able to completely reverse mm. um you know one is alzheimers so there is no way we, where we can reverse alzheimers right mm-hmm. sure uh, because in alzheimers the brain has physically shrunk right mm. and so we can't grow it back mm. right Sure. But what we can do is uh, help with the overall optimization of the remaining brain cells, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And with Alzheimer's of dementia, etc., you will also have, uh, you know, many times issues associated with sleep or anxiety or you know depression, so on and so forth, emotional mm-hmm. issues as well, and those can be reversed, right? Mm-hmm. The core Alzheimer's we've not been able to reverse. and the second is uh, we can't completely reverse parkinsons right? mm, mm. so uh, but barring these two uh, pretty much everything is reversible awesome including in terms of mental health and uh, emotional issues or cognitive issues it can be reversed now unless somebody's had a major major physical injury right mm, mm, uh, mm. then it'll take far far longer because then you're dealing with uh training the remaining part of the brain to take over the functions of the damaged part mm. right mm. the damage could have been because of an injury or it could be an aneurysm because of a stroke etc mm. but it just takes longer that's all mm. so kumar you're saying that barring uh, alzheimers and parkinsons everything can be reversed so you know coming back to uh, mental illnesses which are in a severe state and i think we have the, had this discussion you know a, a year back uh when we're talking about you know bipolar and schizophrenia which actually uh, because i've had a lot of people suffering from both of them on my podcast as well they have been battling with medications also with psychiatry um, also having a lot of side effects when it comes to bipolar or schizophrenia absolutely um 
are you telling me kumar that if they use uh, you know your technology uh, they can reverse bipolar and schizophrenia so one is it's not just using the technology yeah. it's a very holistic approach because yeah. we need to constantly monitor what is going on sure right? yeah um so it's not just the tech it's our sort of experience and understanding of how we leverage that tech which sure. is important sure um when you say side effects yes yeah. there are no side effects in the sense that you know we are not adding anything uh to you right yes. there's no chemical thing yes. yes what will happen is mm. that the brain starts rearranging its own wiring so to say right mm. Mm. and that process and that period of uh, rearrangement mm. can be quite uh at times revealing for the person because years and years of medication many times has numbed uh, various sensations and senses of the brain right mm-hmm. so you will i'm sure as since you have had experience with yeah. people who are on high meds is yeah you know many times they will just feel dazed they will feel numb or they will have uh, sort of erratic reactions so on and so forth mm-hmm. so there will be a, a sometimes a process of somewhat of upheaval right Mm-hmm. but over time it starts normalizing with more and more sessions mm-hmm. the second thing that happens is that we are trying to normalize the brain but at the same time it is being bombarded by pills mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so it becomes a little bit of a, a tussle but uh, we don't uh, you know require the clients to stop their medication far from it Uh, we okay. don't meddle we don't meddle with the medication of the clients at all mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. that is something which is between them and their psychiatrist right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what we have seen is we been able to get let's say children who been on adhd attention add pills you know mm-hmm. uh, they been able to quit those meds uh we have now people who been able to quit their antidepressants like completely get off them mm-hmm. right Mm. are they are they 100% normal mm. not in all cases mm-hmm. so in some cases they are at a 90 95% by their own admission or their family or near their aunt's admission mm. and with a process of change in lifestyle mm. they probably get to that absolute optimal mark right mm-hmm. um, but it's you know how each individual's brain responds to the therapy again is a very individual very specific response right mm-hmm. um so just as just as not everyone has the same response to a painkiller yeah. you know everyone's brain threshold is different mm-hmm. so as you know everyone's response to our sort of uh helping them or helping their brains rewire themselves mm-hmm. will be different you know some people will respond in a few sessions and then starts getting better you know some people take a really long time right mm. Mm. uh it could be because of several factors mm. you know, age the the dosage of medication they are already under mm. you know uh, you know we have uh, clients who been on meds for like 15 18 20 years right mm. Mm. Uh, some mm. of them uh, for them it's life changing because after 20 years of being medicated mm. and they got let's say three or four different pills they are taking Yeah. They have suddenly been able to stop two of those or mm. stop three of those. Yeah. And you can then start seeing the overall health benefits mm. of stopping two three and then you've just got one remaining and you know they're trying to wean themselves off that as well provided mm. that they are feeling better. Mm. Absolutely. Most clients will most clients will tell us or their families will tell us that you know mm. what now we want to get off the meds because now we are seeing a change. right mm, so mm. let's say on a scale of 0 to 10 with 15 years of medication you have stagnated at a 4 you know 10 being very good and you know 0 being really bad you are at a 4 yeah, four. yeah. And after therapy you are maybe at a 7 or an 8 mm yeah then it's natural that they will mm. go back and say hey can we stop it but like i said you know we mm. don't get uh, involved in that process of uh, weaning off the medication mm absolutely but kumar i've i'm just stretching this conversation a bit when it comes to psychiatry you know and when it comes to meds i know of cases when it comes to severe mental illnesses 
that there has not been uh, you know like you just mentioned depends on the person the age there has i have not seen of a single example uh, till now that there has been even a 80% recovery there's mostly a 40% recovery or a 50% they can just get by life you know so um what is your opinion in comes to psychiatry and the 40% of recovery and can the patients come to neuro leap after that post that so i'll answer the second question first absolutely yeah. um yeah. you know people can come to neuro leap pretty much at any point of time yeah. uh, in that life cycle if you mm. say of medication yeah. it's not a problem at all of mm. course um you know uh, all of those factors will still be in play you know mm. uh, if you are taking 2 and a half mg of medication versus no. 50 mg mm. that will be a factor in how much we can help and how long it will take right mm. Mm. um and you know th- there are statistics now that mm. only up to 30% of um you know patients on psychiatric medication are able to get uh remission right it's not mm-hmm. even 40 it's about 30 mm-hmm. so which is a little scary uh considering that um, you know you'd have to pretty much be on that medication yes. to function right? yeah yeah um you know think of it this way you know if somebody has pain and uh, you take a painkiller or or you've got uh, a viral and you take uh, antibiotics for 5 days and you do the course you're supposed to be able to get off them right yes. not continue that medication for 15 years yes right? how is that a cure how is yeah. that a help exactly right? yeah yeah um so I, i think you know each branch of science has their own way of thinking functioning and uh, helping people mm-hmm. uh, our science does not believe in um, you know drugging people at all so mm-hmm. we don't provide meds but uh, we at the same time don't stop people you know it's up to them mm, absolutely so uh, kumar if anybody wants to access and neurally how can they go about it so um the, the easiest thing is to just go on our website it's mm-hmm. www.neurally.science that's mm-hmm. s c i e n c e and uh, they can contact our clinics from there uh, in bombay or delhi Mm-hmm. and uh, like i said the the first step is to get the neurology brain function assessment done mm-hmm. from there on we can help them enhance any area or you know improve a, a, a negative or a disorder which they have and what would be the like uh, if a ballpark cost that would involve a person getting treated so the assessment itself is for about 25000 mm-hmm. which includes a, a pre assessment consultation the mm-hmm. assessment mm-hmm. the report mm-hmm. and a, a consultation with the report so mm-hmm. these three four things together is about 25000 mm-hmm. um there on like i said it really depends on number of sessions um because there's not just one therapy we do at our centers you know we yeah. have a couple of different things we do So mm-hmm. we create different packages uh, depending on um, what people really need. Mm-hmm. And do you intend to sort of spread it beyond Mumbai, Delhi? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we currently have clients who've come from, you know, Calcutta, Nepal, Sri Lanka, uh, Africa, Dubai, mm-hmm. uh, Ahmedabad, Bangalore, Hyderabad, uh, you know, Delhi NCR region, Haryana. all kinds of places and um we certainly would like to be closer um to where people live so that they can put in those um you know visits 20 30 40 whatever is required mm-hmm. uh, but um, right it'll take a little time uh, before we can be in as many cities mm-hmm. and where did kumar how did this idea come to you in terms of and it is a startup so i'm going to ask you a startup question in an sos show that how did neuroleap come about so two points which uh, really uh, guided this so one mm-hmm. um, i was studying at oxford university mm. you know close to two decades ago mm. and um, because of the system that oxford uh, provides where you're able to interact and spend time with people who are not just studying the same degree as you are mm. right um so i i actually had a lot of fun 
you know, going in and understanding stuff about, you know, neuroscience and experimental psych and neurometrics and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So somewhere on the back of my mind, you know, something had opened up saying that, you know, this is something which is really important and we should do something about it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, uh, life has its own plan, right? And Absolutely, that was yeah. my core area. Mm. So, you know, I went about with whatever it is that I was doing. And mm. about uh, eight years ago, mm. uh, you know, I myself was in my mid-30s and I mm. realized that, you know, I, I wasn't as cognitively sharp and resilient mm-hmm. as I was in my early 20s, right? Mm-hmm. So to give an example, uh, mm-hmm. you know, earlier I could do, you know, a, a 36-hour day if mm-hmm. required, a 24-hour sure. work day and yeah. pretty much go back as if everything is fine. I had no mm-hmm. no issue uh, whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But in my mid-30s, I realized that, you know, if I don't do a, get eight hours of sleep, yeah. Uh, the next day I'm a little irritated or not as sharp in my decision making or my attention, so on and so forth. Mm. And um, and I was on a, a holiday someplace and mm. I realized that, you know, I, I need to revisit all of that amazing stuff we saw uh, back in the West mm. uh, years ago. Mm. And from there on, I sort of, you know, just went on a crazy, passionate sort of uh, obsessive quest mm. to find out what is the best, uh, you know, tools, technologies, which are proven mm. and uh, which can help people. Mm. And that led me to the United States where mm. you'll be shocked that the primitive version of what we are using right now has been around in the U.S. for 60 years. Mm. They're using it for 60 years. Sure, yeah. And um, in the last 15 years, that technology has really come into its own. In the last few years, there have been amazing uh, advancements because of research, because of, uh, you know, the tons of money that uh, various branches of the U.S. government. So NASA, DARPA, which is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, the U.S. Department of Defense, Mm. uh, the National Institute of Health, all of these bodies have been doing a phenomenal service to humanity, I would say, by uh, promoting research and development in this area. And mm. so uh, that was a quest which started eight years ago. It took mm. me, it took me the first six years to sort of understand, get certified, mm-hmm. uh, the use of the hardware, the software, all of that, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. get trained. Mm. Uh, it's been a long journey yeah absolutely uh, and a uh, steep learning curve yeah. absolutely and kumar uh to conclude i just uh want to sort of understand the response so far uh to neuroleap and how many people would have sort of benefited fitted uh till now so you know the response has been pretty much as what we would have mm. expected sure um you know we are uh, we are uh sort of a disruptor, crusader, if you will, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, on one hand, people feel they, were, they don't want to talk about mental health. So the, the first stigma bit is always there, right? Mm, yes. The second part is if they, if they do decide to do something about it, mm. invariably they land into the, the clutches of pharmacology, right? So mm, they yes. start being medicated, yeah. which is like jumping from the frying pan onto the fire. Mm. Uh, And the third angle is that, uh, you know, um, a lot of people have actually seen or heard of similar tech in science fiction movies or in some Bond film, so on and so forth. Mm. So people are always asking us, hey, you know, is this real or is this a gimmick or, you know, what's going on? (laughs) I mean, um, you know, so we, we obviously sort of, knew that there will be uh, some sort of uh, concentrated backlash and we get some of that from the existing players, if you call them, you know, whether it's pharma or psychiatry. Yeah. Uh, the other part is that, you know, uh, some of it boils down to 
the um, ability for people to understand uh, mm. what technology can do, right? Mm. Um, so let's say a decade ago, or 15 years ago, mm. there was no way somebody could have envisioned that, you know, we will be um, providing glucometers at home, right? Mm. And people carry around a glucometer and do their blood test mm. and have an EpiPen to take your medication, right? Mm. But now people have accepted it. And it's working well and it's life-changing. Mm, mm, mm. um, so similarly, I think there will be a natural progression mm. uh, where people will understand that, you know, uh, I need to be able to have a healthier brain mm. and certain things I can do in, in terms of lifestyle change, etc., which mm. will get me to a certain point. And after that, you know, I'll have to leverage technology to help my brain become better. Mm. And uh, whether that becoming better is for enhancement purpose or whether that becoming better is to get rid of a disorder, mm. it doesn't matter. Mm. So once that realization is there, I think, you know, the market will sort of grow faster. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, what's gratifying is that we've been able to help people with s several severe disorders mm. and uh, help them lead normal lives. It is, it is such a, you know, personal satisfaction mm. when we see especially children who who are on meds uh, or whose you know childhood and life is in disarray because they are going to special education schools and then they're going for years and then after a few months of therapy with us they're able to go to a normal school with and have a normal childhood mm. uh, with no medications or, mm. or for example you know uh, we have a lot of uh, women clients who have migraines and it can be quite debilitating because mm. you get a migraine every week or 10 days and it lasts for a day or two, you know, mm. you're not able mm. to do much. Yeah. Pain is excruciating. Yeah. And after some therapy with us, uh, they don't have that problem. Absolutely. So, or, or even like I said, depression mm. or, you know, bipolar. So mm. a lot of those things uh, we've been able to help people with and it's it's really gratifying. Mm. And Kumar, of course, this is the first of its kind in India. How tough was it to make the product and uh, how did you go about the entire technology and the product part of it? So, you know, like uh, I probably mentioned earlier, so mm. we haven't made the hardware mm. or the core software. Sure. You know, um, yeah. This is highly specialized stuff yeah. we've collaborated with people in the united states and yeah. uh, even in europe yeah. and uh, there is a specific contextual layer that we built uh, over the last two three years of operation in india mm. and um, so yeah it's it's not been easy to be honest uh, yes i'm sure yeah. you know we uh, you know there are several uh, ways to you know cut the same thing so we mm. we actually had to have our own understanding to say hey that hey nothing we will do will be invasive nothing mm. we will do will ever pass even an electric current or a biopulse i mm. mean we see bizarre thing these days where people are saying hey we will we will stop your headaches and by giving you biopulses or electric impulses in your brain mm. like oh you know we don't want to do that you know, mm, mm. Um, or, um, you know, people are doing magnetic uh, waves through your brain tissue. Mm. And we, so we went through a list of, like I said, you know, years and years of understanding that what are the benefits and issues with all of the other technologies and, um, you know, what are the safety issues? And even if it is, I would say for a client coming in, mm -hmm. uh, we don't want to reduce him to a statistic. So if, for example, for uh, electric impulse or bio impulses or magnetic waves, even mm. if there's a 5 or 10% chance that something can go wrong, mm. what if this one client is in that 5 or 10%, what's his fault, right? Mm. So we don't want to do anything to uh, harm our clients in any way. Mm. And in fact, you know, uh, I use the technology frequently myself. Everyone mm. in my family does. Mm. Uh, my children do it. My mm. parents do it. My in-laws, everyone uh, mm. around. Mm. Because mm. everyone is looking at some sort of enhancement or the other. Mm. Right? Absolutely. And uh, So the only downside we have is that there might be for certain people who uh, might not have a, a major upside. Mm. 
So the Absolutely. eyes just feel, let's say, 50-60% better rather than feeling mm. 100% better. Mm. Well, you know, that's a judgment call that they have to take. That, okay, mm. you know, I might just feel 50% better. You know, that's fine, right? I mean, yeah. most people will come in and say, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, I'm, I've stagnated now with my meds or whatever it is. I've stagnated. Mm. So if I can feel 50-60% better, you know, I'll be over the moon, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that's it. Mm. And Kumar, uh, two to uh, five years from now, two to five years from now, where do you see uh, or envision this technology in the mental health space? Um, you know, I, I keep trying to develop that vision and it changes yeah. a lot. I'll be honest with you. Sure. Um, so I, I obviously think this uh, with advancements, this will become more accessible in terms of pricing and costing. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Two, I think uh, we will be able to. So now, as a business, I would say that we certainly think that on a five-year horizon, we should be in all major cities and maybe tier two as well in five years' time, mm-hmm. and helping more and more people. You know, um, there are three broad sort of markets that we are catering to in terms of consumers. One is people who have mental health disorders. Yeah. Now, For the WHO uh, analysis, that's about 250 to 300 million people in India who mm. have yes. a mental health issue. Yeah. The, the second market would be for enhancement, which mm. is the rest of the population who don't have a disorder. And, you know, so think of students, businessmen, professionals who just want to be enhanced, right? Yes. And uh, the third market is for non-mental health, mm. but... Two areas. One is migraine mm. and tinnitus. Mm-hmm. So tinnitus is when you've got, you know, sounds or ear ringing or crackling sounds in your ear, but nobody else can hear it. It's just something within. And mm-hmm. we've been able to help people with that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these are the three sort of major markets that we'd be looking at. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge task to be able yes. to reach this number of people. But uh, yeah, we're just going to try and see what we can do. Absolutely. Kumar, thank you so much uh, for joining in. I hope uh, our audience is going to, listeners are going to really enjoy this conversation. And of course, you know, connect with Neuroleap. Thank you. Uh, pleasure to be here. So guys, think about investing in your mental health and you can also connect to Neuroleap on their website, uh, neuroleap.science. You can Google it anytime and find more about it. I hope you guys checked our last week's episode with Shaheen Bhatt where she shares about her battle with depression and also about her book, I Have Never Been Unhappier. So guys, go uh, rate us on Apple, uh, you know, connect with us uh, on our email IDs given in the description. If there's a story that you would like to share with us, uh, which is a personal story or a story of a friend, you can also write to us regarding that and we're going to feature that on our podcast. Till then, take care, be good and be aware about your mental health.